Perspective for Parents presents The Procrastination Posse. In this episode, The Feelings Fairy. The Feelings Fairy. Oh, the Feelings Fairy. This magical and enchanting creature. I promise you, once I describe this character, you will realize that we are all familiar with this member of the Procrastination Posse. Bit of background on the Feelings Fairy. The Feelings Fairy tends to appear when you think about, when you remember, or when you are reminded of what you should be doing. You know, that one thing? This is when the Feelings Fairy gets our attention by flapping its wings. Sometimes it just comes out of nowhere. And then it will flutter around our heads and whisper into our ear. But you don't feel like doing that. And here's Spongebob, in his own words, sharing the feelings fairy motto. Why don't you whip us up a couple of Krabby Patties? Ah, uh, no, I don't really feel like it. Now on to an important distinction. The feelings fairy is different from too tired Tom. First, because tired is not an emotion, but more of a physical state or state of mind. But also, because the feelings fairy has different tricks up its sleeve. And let me tell you, its tricks are aplenty. The feelings fairy is of the opinion, a strong opinion, mind you, that you should not do anything that you don't feel like doing if you are experiencing a feeling that isn't favorable to being productive. The feelings fairy is gifted at finding and pointing out that you are currently experiencing a feeling, or oftentimes several feelings, that warrant avoidance. This feelings fairy is one of the main leaders of the Posse's campaign to promote procrastination. Now, before I go any further, you may be thinking, I thought this guy, that guy being me, was a therapist. Is he saying that we shouldn't care about, pay attention to, talk about our feelings? No, that is absolutely not what this episode is about. Not at all. Now, I'll be sure to explain more a bit later, but I wanted to be clear, before we go any further, that I believe that identifying your feelings, understanding your feelings, and talking about your feelings make up much of the foundation of emotional intelligence, which is otherwise known as EQ. And I know because of experience, but also because studies show it, that emotional intelligence is one of, if not the best predictor of happiness, one's ability to make and maintain meaningful relationships, and becoming successful in whatever metrics somebody wants to use. It is solid fact that emotional intelligence is the most important ability a person can have to improve all aspects of their life. This episode will not promote ignoring your emotions or discourage anyone from gaining a better understanding of their feelings. And it definitely won't discourage anyone from talking about their feelings. I mean, really, I'd be out of a job if that was the goal. What this episode will focus on 
is that by identifying your feelings and understanding your feelings, you then will be better able to manage your feelings. And important to note, managing your feelings is one of the pillars of emotional intelligence. Okay, clarification complete. So let's take a closer look at the tricks of the feelings fairy. This feelings fairy is quite the compelling creature. Why? Well, for starters, it has a lot of tricks, aka feelings that are available to use whenever and however it wants so that you can rationalize procrastination. And because of the copious amount of feelings that a person can experience, the feelings fairy is not limited to one approach or argument. It can use the primary emotions and the secondary emotions. It can choose to use a combination of emotions. And the feelings vary can even increase the intensity of these feelings in order to achieve its goal of avoidance. Additionally, the feelings fairy's trickery isn't limited to just negative emotions. It is also known to use positive emotions to abstain from undesirable tasks. It can hover by our side, lean in and whisper in your ear that you are too content, you are too excited, or way too happy to be productive presently. This feelings vary pretty much as a full 360 degrees of emotional direction to use against you. Another trick the feelings fairy knows and utilizes is something called procrastination doom loop. Interestingly, this trick is actually a collaborative effort that includes not only the feelings fairy, but also the first member of the procrastination posse that was introduced in this series. That's right, the procrastination doom loop also involves the later gator. So here's how that doom loop works. So it starts with a later gator convincing you to tell yourself, I'll do it later, which then leads to the next stop on the loop, which is, ugh, I'm being so unproductive, which then leads on to the third stop on the loop, which is, Maybe I should think about starting this task. And after that, we're on to the fourth stop of the doom loop, which is exactly where the feelings fairy is waiting patiently, well prepared to get you to think, but you know what? I'm in the wrong mood to do it well. And guess what happens next? You may be sitting there asking, what's the fifth stop on this procrastination doom loop? Well, the fifth stop is actually a return to the first stop of this tragic trip. Yep, you are now headed right back to where you started. And there he is, the later gator, eagerly awaiting your arrival, smiling as you approach, grinning ear to ear. You can actually see all of his 80 teeth as you pull back into his station. And upon your second arrival at his stop, he is more than willing to give you an even more enthusiastic, do it later, gator. And around and around we go. It's a brilliant design. 
albeit diabolical. And by the way, a link to a visual of the Doom Loop will be in the show notes. But let's get off that amusement park ride from hell and instead explore one of the main reasons why the Feelings Fairy is such a prominent and influential member of the Procrastination Posse. The main reason that the Feelings Fairy is more prevalent and persuasive than it's ever been is because we now live in a time where thinking and saying, I don't feel like it, is seen as a strong enough argument for ourselves and the others in our life to not do the thing or things that we should do. In my opinion, we went too far with feelings. And yeah, I say that as a psychotherapist. Now let me explain. As I said earlier when talking about emotional intelligence, should you get to know your feelings? Yes, absolutely. Should you talk about your feelings? Yes, please. Let's do way more of that as a society. Should you feel your feelings? I cannot think of a better idea. But the part that I believe we went too far with is allowing our feelings and the feelings of others to be the ultimate get-out-of-jail-free card in the game of life. The feelings vary has never had so many supporters, so many people in so many different roles and positions who approve of and assist in the process of putting the feelings fairy in the driver's seat of our own lives and the lives of our loved ones. By doing this, we are not only allowing, but we are encouraging the feelings fairy to call the shots. At present, it is the popular opinion of many, if not most, to approve of the feelings fairy's authority to make all decisions. And as a result of this, so many people will disapprove of or are maybe too afraid to hold someone accountable due solely to that person's explanation that they are feeling something that doesn't allow them to meet certain expectations. If you think I'm being cold-blooded or insensitive, think about this. The tricks that the feelings fairy uses are the actual definition of one of the main cognitive distortions that cognitive behavioral therapy works to overcome. To explain that a bit, that term, distorted cognitions, it's just a fancy way of saying problematic ways of thinking. This particular type of distorted cognition is called emotional reasoning. Emotional reasoning can be defined as the cognitive process when someone concludes that their emotional experience proves that something is true. Or I guess you could say, because I feel, it must be real. Okay, so that was emotional reasoning. Now, shifting gears a bit. An emotion that the feelings fairy has been going to a lot recently is apathy. The feelings fairy is now going next level and has gotten into the existential. Saying things like, what's the point? Why try? The world is ending anyway. These deeper and darker takes from the feelings fairy 
have many of us feeling apathetic about our lives, the lives of others, and life in general. I'm sorry to be such a bummer there, but I thought it was worth bringing up. So let's now move on to a less depressing trick the feelings fairy uses. This particular trick is to tell you that you are not feeling motivated. This is a super popular one, especially in schools this time of year. It's important to know that motivation is a feeling, and feelings are fleeting. They have a now-you-see-it-now-you-don't quality to them. Picasso once said, Inspiration exists, but it has to find you working. End of quote. Looking back, I remember working at a high school for seven years, and every single year, about this time, a large percentage of students would tell me some version of, yeah, I know I said I wanted to accomplish all those things this year, but you know what? I'm just not feeling motivated anymore. And then, I'd take a deep breath, try to validate that feeling, and then move on to a conversation about how motivation doesn't get anything significant done. Now, motivation can make you a sandwich when you're hungry, but I promise you, it isn't going to be enough to sustain the effort needed to get good grades, to graduate, make the team, write the book, learn the language, learn to play the instrument, start the business, or whatever big goal you shared with me at the start of the school year. Motivation will not get it done. But habits, routines, systems can. The Zig Ziglar quote says it well. Motivation gets you going. Habit gets you there. End of quote. So here's how you can outsmart the feelings fairy. For starters, remind yourself frequently that just because you feel doesn't mean it's real. Feelings are fleeting and ever-changing. If you allow the feelings fairy to have the final say on if or when you do the things that you don't want to do, well then, that type of relationship with the feelings fairy will result in chronic procrastination. Another tactic to outwit the feelings fairy is to create something known as a starting ritual. A starting ritual is an activity that is somewhat enjoyable, and you only do that particular thing that starting ritual, prior to beginning a task that you don't really feel like starting. The design of this is, by doing something more pleasurable prior and attaching it to the less appealing task, you are actually able to trick your brain. Trick it by feeling a positive feeling that allows you to push through the discomfort and dread of starting the unpleasant task. Because the brain thinks the starting ritual and the task are part of a larger habit sequence. It's sort of like when you hide your dog's medication and some peanut butter so that your pooch will actually be willing to take it. And here are some ideas for starting rituals. Drinking a particular sparkling water, having a healthy snack, listening to a pump-up song, maybe dancing around a bit, jump on a trampoline for a few minutes, meditate for five minutes. Maybe let out a war cry. Maybe something like, let's go! 
And the idea is that you do one of those things or, or maybe something different immediately before you approach the less appealing action. And finally, get this, you can actually use feelings to outwit the feelings fairy by remembering how good it will feel once you have completed the task that you are avoiding. You can imagine these positive emotions by remembering the relief, the joy that you felt after you were done with whatever daunting duty from days past. This actually works. You can get a taste of that bliss by using the past to imagine the future, which results in a feel-good in the now. Then you can use that feel-good to get going, to get started. This technique could look something like this. Let's say the feelings fairy flutters up and whispers into my ear, Actually, you really don't feel like doing that task. And because of the focus on feelings, and maybe because the sound of wings fluttering, I know which member of the procrastination posse I'm dealing with. And once I have identified the feelings fairy, I would say something like, Oh, hey, feelings fairy, good to see you again. What's it been? Like five whole minutes since our last get-together? Anyways, uh, feelings fairy, I know that you are always open to talking about my feelings. But get this. Let's stop for a moment to think about just how good it will feel once I'm finished. Right? It's going to feel so great. Maybe even euphoric. To just be done with it. So yeah. I'm going to go now so that I can get to all that feel good, all that elation, gratification, jubilation, and exhilaration that awaits just on the other side of that task. Feelings Fairy, I want you to know how much I appreciate that you're always willing to take my feelings into consideration. But I am choosing to focus on my future feelings at this time. I'll see you later, Feelings Fairy. Up next, come get to know the next member of the Procrastination Posse, the Quality Critic. <laughs> 